You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We're not going to repeat. We're not gonna no, we're not going to repeat. Yeah. Yeah. It's lost forever. The listeners will never mm-hmm. know. Uh, we, were, we were discussing. Welcome back to 32 Fans. We're recording a podcast live, like right after Monday Night Football, which we never do because you're you're in this country. So you're on my. Yes, it's zone. not. It's it, it would be 643 a.m., yeah. which I guess for some people would be a decent time to report. Record you're speaking very quietly. Are you near? Well, there's a lot people? of people sleeping in my house. I don't know how much my voice carries. I am. So you're in your childhood home with your parents. Yeah, I'm in my childhood bedroom. And there's other guests. Oh, in your childhood bedroom. So it's unoccupied the rest of the time. It's a shrine to Akiva. It is a shrine to Akiva. Okay. Uh, Most of the shrine has been taken away. Hmm. Um, But, you know, there's still some remnants. Um, But, uh, yeah, I brought my two kids here to the wedding. Oh, are they? Where are they? Older girls. Um, One is in my one is at her cousin's house and one is uh, at my sister's room. Okay. Um, And uh, yeah, so my sister's wedding tomorrow night. You are. Coming, I believe, to said wedding, making at least an appearance. I can't make any guarantees, but yeah. No, listen, I, we're not, you know, yeah. we'd love to have you. Yeah. with Masada Kedushin, Rebbe Alexander Chester, awkward silence. That would be good. Yeah. If, I, if, I, if I'm the officiant of the wedding, that'd be good. You think this the the Stuchina Rav has ever been yeah. on a podcast before? Uh, you got the Hasidic oh, was, coming. Yeah, so t- give us some inside scoops about the sweater you were telling me offline, but I think listeners might be interested in some of the details you were sharing. Um, I don't know. I, th- th- you know, there's going to so be some your sister, rabbis there. Yeah, your sister's husband is uh, a member or uh, an, like he's a, like a, a, there's no official membership, but he's he's no. a he's a fan of a uh, of a Hasidic group. Well, fan is like you root for them on TV. I think yeah. he's more like he's involved. Yeah, <laughs> a walk on. I think a yeah. walk on is more is is better. Like you're a okay. walk on Hasid. That's a yeah. good term. Actually, they should use that. So it's like, going to be not some scholarship, but he's, there's going to be some know, interesting people watching tomorrow night. Some interesting cultural experiences. Should we invite mm-hmm. some listeners to join us? <laughs> no, no, but we'll give so, you a full recap. And it, the like wedding we will be at the York. location where I once tried to crash a wedding. Yeah. Not even knowing there'd be a wedding there. I just thought it's a Sunday afternoon. I'm sure they'll have a wedding. And I walked into some Italian girl sweet 16 party. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, I no, think... the, the second Chucker Rebbe was not there, as I recall. Yeah. So well, I what, think what, what is this Hasidic group called? Stuchin. Stuchin. How do you spell that? I'm going to Google it. I think it's S-T-U-C. Not a lot came up on a Google, so I must be spelling it wrong. Oh, anyway. Oh, the, so I actually I, are you familiar with the Pupa Hasidim? 
Yeah, Pope is a little bigger, I think. Maybe. Okay, so ju- just for a brief background for, for the listeners that don't know what the hell we're talking about. So there was this um, sort of um, very spiritual-based movement of Judaism that emerges in Eastern Europe in like the 18th century. And there would be sort of these very charismatic rabbis from different towns in, in Poland, in Russia, in Ukraine, in Latvia, in Hungary. And and the na- and the Hasidic group would basically be named after the town. And then the Nazis came. Wait, wait, there were six out. NFL games this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the Nazis come and wipe everybody out, but um, those who survived, some segments survived and came to America, went to Israel, Canada, you know, uh, Europe, whatever, different places. And so they're named after the town that they're from. So Stachin is a town, I don't know where, somewhere in Eastern Europe, I guess. It is in, I asked, but now I forgot. So Thursday, I happened to be in downtown Brooklyn for like half an hour. Oh, we're Mm -hmm. both in Brooklyn on back-to-back days. And Mm -hmm. I I had like half hour to kill. And and unrelatedly, I needed to buy some meat because we were hosting some people for lunch two days later. So I'm like, well, I have half an hour to do nothing. I'm sure I can find a kosher butcher in Brooklyn. So I Google and uh, like Google Maps. And the closest place is called Papa Kosher Butcher. And I was not familiar with Papa, but apparently it's the second biggest Hasidic group in, in Williamsburg, the neighborhood. Okay in Brooklyn. Um, so I, I walk into this place and I walk out with a piece of meat over a hundred dollars. I spent on one piece of meat. You think it would have been cheaper at like your local? Well, I don't know. So, so it was $25 a pound, which is, uh, that's very, very expensive. Yeah. For a piece of meat, like for any, I mean, that's insanely expensive. So I, the guy promised me it was a real good piece of meat. Uh, I can't, I brought it home and Jen yelled at me and lambasted me and I wasted our money and I bought a terrible piece of meat. Uh, Jen's the granddaughter of a butcher, a kosher butcher. She's like, you never mm-hmm. buy any meat without calling my dad, she says to me. So she was mad at me. I get <laughs> what about like a hot dog? What's the level where you're allowed to buy meat without <laughs> <Yeah>. calling? <laughs> so I bought a bad piece of meat. I wasted 100 bucks, uh, like 110, whatever it was. Okay, fine. I'm going to cook this piece of meat and serve it to everybody um, on Saturday morning. So I'm cooking I'm very, it. I'm very interested to hear if it's good or not. So I'm, I'm cooking it on Friday, uh, and I decided to cook it in the crock pot, actually. And, okay. and I throw it in there with my spices and my sauces and my vegetables mm-hmm. and, you know, all, all's good. So the whole benefit I don't think of you're going to get an honest answer from her because she's already like dug in on. That well, hold on. Good. It's about to get much worse. So um, the whole benefit of a crock pot is that you can leave it on warm and you can leave the meat in there and it won't overcook and it will, you know, it'll be it'll stay warm. And so it's fine. And you don't have to, you know, take it off and cool it and refrigerate and warm it up and you have Shabbos mm-hmm. issues. That's like why the Jews all use crock pots on Saturday because we can't cook. So we have to cook this on Friday. Um, Mm -hmm. for some stupid reason, I turn it off the crock pot right before Shabbat. And I'm like, I take it and I take the meat out of the crock pot and then I'm going to put it in the fridge. But Jen's like, you got to let it cool first because she does. She's anti putting hot things in the fridge, warms up the fridge, makes the fridge work harder. I don't know, whatever. So, so she says to me at like six o'clock or whatever it is, Friday afternoon, she's like, don't forget to put the meat in the fridge when it cools off. Oh no. (laughs) Then she goes to bed, um, at like six o'clock on Friday. Yeah. Long story short, I forgot to put the meat in the fridge. So eight o'clock Saturday morning, she's screaming at me that, you know, not only did I waste hundred dollars on the meat, but now I wasted the meat itself. It can't even be served. And we have all these guests coming and there's nothing for them to eat. They're going to starve. By the way, if I, I don't need to list for you the full menu of items that we had cooked. Like my wife goes overboard, makes way too much stuff for all these meals. We didn't need the meat. We also had chicken and rice and so many other things. It's like, she's like, yeah, but now it's not impressive. I'm like, what an impressive meat. There's like eight dishes for six people. Like what's happening here? Um, so the meat was unnecessary. It was, uh, and I, and, and we had just had this long talk the night before about like, or on Thursday night, we were having this long talk about like needs versus wants. And I'm like, Jen, this is not a need. This is a want. We did not need it. We have more than enough. Food Who was on us. team needs? Who was on team wants here? No, we were both agreeing about how like life is about appreciate, like, you know, appreciating that you have what you need and you have more than what you mm-hmm. need and not. 
sure. anyways um and that, now she's totally flipped so i say to her i think i can still serve the meat okay oh <laughs> wrong thing to say uh-huh. she runs downstairs and grabs the crock pot she's like i will throw this on the lawn right now <laughs> uh-huh. if you even threaten to hint that you will serve this she's like you can put it in the fridge and you can eat it yourself later but you're not serving to anybody else so fine i acquiesce so I, I head off to synagogue and i see um one of the two couples who's coming over and i'm talking to the guy and i tell him my tale of woe and he's like of course i'll eat it <laughs> <laughs> so he's like so i come home from synagogue and i tell jen i'm like listen he wants to eat it i want to eat it this is what we're gonna do we're not gonna serve it i'm put you know i'm gonna warm it back up we'll eat it i mean we're, like i will eat it he so it was out it. for 14 hours it was out well i mean it was out well i mean i started from when it was finished cooking you're saying it was out for like yeah. 12 hours yeah okay i mean i cooked hmm. it from 8 a.m to 4 p.m or whatever you know in the mm-hmm. so anyways so basically at the meal, I very loudly and publicly told everybody exactly what happened. And I said, so this is not officially being served, but anybody wants it can have it. And mm-hmm. it was delicious. And now, did your wife died. try a piece? No, of course not. <laughs> but all, <laughs> so all she- my, my kids ate it. All, all, so there was three couples. All three of the fathers ate it. I don't know if any of the wives ate it. All three uh-huh. of the husbands ate it. Um, my kids all ate it. I've, I've ate it for the next three days for leftovers. We have way too much food, obviously. Uh, we're going so to now here's the question. Would you go back to Papa and get more? get more no, meat because no I, he still ripped me off for sure uh-huh yeah he probably saw you as like oh don't put out the real prices yeah well i mean the the, the label <laughs> it was actually from december of 2021 which is also a bad sign um <laughs> it said 12 21 i don't know if they we've been trying to get rid of this yeah. piece of meat for a week oh he oh, took it out Lord of the back sucker. of the freezer yeah so at least i know he wasn't giving me like the special like out of towner price because um you know because the, it was the sticker there was a sticker on it with the price so i don't know if they why they charge so much there but yeah, so we both had experiences with Hasidim in Brooklyn. But, yeah. funny. Anyway, let, let's talk about football. So the, the <laughs> Rams card was just said. game just ended. Yeah. Disappointing. You know, a listener, Amir, a patron Amir, made a good point, um, which which I've seen a lot of people making now all day Monday, which is, you know, when you add a two seed versus a seven seed, by definition, you're more likely to have more blowouts, more not close games because you have, you know, a very like one of the best teams playing, you know, the least good playoff team. And we had especially bad luck this year. You know, last year, I think it was the Bills Colts was a 2-7. That was a great game. Mm. Uh, Bear Saints, not so much. But this year, we had the Chargers, a really good team. The Colts, a really good team who could have been in there, but, you know, collapse in week 17, week 18. So we have the Steelers who are garbage. And kind of the same in the NFC, where, like, the Eagles obviously overmatched. And, you know, the Vikings would have played a good game and lost right at the end, or even the Saints if they had a healthy quarterback, or, frankly, the Seahawks if Russell Wilson's healthy all year. So we, we got sort of, like, very bad seven seeds. But the part that annoys me is these people were complaining about it. Like, if you don't want to watch, don't watch, and you'll have the same experiences you had in previous years and just assume the two seed wins and you can just pretend they had a bye. Like nobody's forcing you to watch this game. Uh no, obviously. Yeah. Like bad football is better than no football. And in yeah. two weeks, there's gonna be one game left. It's completely us. idiotic. Like, if we got rid of the 17s and 18s in the NBA, we would have many fewer first round blowouts and first round 4-0 sweeps or 4-1, like understandable. But like, if you don't like the sport, then you want less. Like, I, I don't understand these complaints. These yeah. Also, three goals. games gives us a better chance. Like, you're never going to get more than two good games usually. Yeah. So we got two good games. Yes, we got four not good games, but you still had one good game a day, basically. Yeah. So I guess we'll tonight was bonus and- football. Would you have rather watch uh, Bucks Hawks, which is what I was watching before the game started? Like, you know, there's not much on tonight. Otherwise. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so the game that just ended, Arizona completely no-shows. You know, second season in a row that Arizona starts hot and Kyler Murray starts hot and Cliff Kingsbury starts hot and then things go very much awry. You know, they're obviously missing Nook hurts them offensively, but the Rams were in the backfield whenever they wanted. Kyler had no time to do anything. And they didn't need very much from Stafford at all, which I guess... You know, he gets his first win. By the way, it shocks me that the previous record for most games started without a playoff victory was was France Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. First win in a game where he really I mean, his numbers look totally fine. No, I'm saying because targeted goes to three passes. Super Bowls. So you think of him as winning a lot of playoff games. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you yeah. forget it takes him to his 30s because he starts in Minnesota for six years when when they don't win any playoff games. Then he goes to the Giants where they're terrible while the Vikings go to a Super Bowl with Joe Cap. So he's in his 30s by the time, and he's been a starter for over a decade by the time yeah, he finally... Uh, if you had told somebody that the longest play of the day for the Rams in the playoffs, or second longest, the Odell pass. No longer pass, would be Odell Pass and the Cam Makers three months yeah. ago, when Cam Makers was like, <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. possibly out for next season. Yeah, and Odell was um, Browns, yes. Mind it's funny because Michelle, Michelle was a little better than Akers, but yeah, that was that was, uh, that was was a big play. No, Akers well, had the know, drop, Akers had, yeah, a fumble. Yeah, that, you, yeah. you look at Arizona's, like, offensive talent without Hopkins, it's not that impressive. Like Kirk is fine, but Rondell never really, you know, broke out like people thought he would. There's not a ton there. AJ Green is is kind of washed. Yeah, no, okay, you, you know, a better year than I think people thought. And they they couldn't really run the ball against a uh, a team that you know really dominated both sides of the ball um, line wise. I yeah. don't know if you're the Cardinals what you do next year. I think you probably need an, like another weapon. Like oh, I almost they, they need to improve their offensive line, obviously. Well, but, but Kyler didn't even try and run. Right. He had two rushing attempts all game. Yeah. Kyler did nothing on the ground. But again, like he was I don't know how you would have sort of it's the worst team to probably do that against. You have to run to the other yeah. side from Donald. Yeah. I don't I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it would have done differently, but they need more offensive firepower. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they need healthy Hopkins, obviously. But l- let's come back to the Rams. So the Rams go to Tampa now. And well, mm-hmm. I, well, let, well, I guess we'll finish covering the game. So, OK, so then last night, of course, we have Pittsburgh who doesn't belong. They're getting blown up by KC. There, there's almost nothing to say. Um, San Francisco. Yeah, again, now, this is a game where it's like, yes, the Chiefs should have had a bye. You know, they're throwing 400 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, but again, that should have been the, the Colts or the Chargers. And then it's a good game. Right. Um, you know, we, the Chargers played two great games against the Chiefs, including one victory this year. Um, all right. So San Francisco, Dallas. You were a wall as this game ended. I, I, I emailed now that we just did the survey. I emailed a, a bunch of our patrons who are Cowboys fans and uh-huh. said, does, does somebody want to come on for an emergency podcast? And I got a lot of uh, I'm too angry to do so, basically. And I realized, oh, you don't have to go on a podcast when your team embarrasses yourselves. Like, uh, there's no, I don't know why I do these things. Um, so so they, they all respectively respect respectfully said no. Um, well, actually, I think one didn't respond at all. Um, 
just absolute madness. And, and just the part that's even more of an indictment today on McCarthy mm-hmm. and on Kellen Moore, who thought he had a job, is we now know that they practice this play all week, but they never practice the fact that you have to hand the ball to the umpire. I mean, which is like, which everybody knows. I mean, Tony Romo immediately said it on the air while yeah. the clock was ticking down. Well, if Romo, I mean, Romo, who I like more than most, um, he did not like he, he with six seconds he's like don't worry jim they got yeah, it. Like, yeah when they yeah, clearly did yeah not. yeah nance immediately's like i don't know about this and yeah and, and immediately Romo's like no they got it in that but then Romo's like no they have to like but the answer is Dak slides and then he has to come up and hand the ball to the umpire that is the he doesn't put the ball on the ground he doesn't give the ball to his center he may has to make sure that the umpire has the ball and he did not know to do that which is such a terrible indictment of the coach when the coaches called this play, right? This was not like a, a DAC decision um, or an audible. Like th- this, this was called in by the coaches and they practiced it all week. They said, and they forgot to tell them the most important part, which is make sure the umpire has the ball. So it just forgetting about the fact that from the 14, you know, with 14 seconds to go, they would have had two and possibly even three shots at the end zone from the 40. But if you, oh, and the fact that they had just easily come off the field on the previous three plays and they could have just tried for the sideline and gained 10 yards that way, forgetting about all that. If you want to do this, the one thing you have to do is make sure the umpire has the ball. It's just in, completely. Yeah, but you can't make that call. Stupid. You need at least five more seconds. Of course you can't make that call. But if you're going to make that call, like that's the most important part. And more the, important than how many yards defense was so soft. Like they, it, it's they were getting 15 yards without spending. Yeah, absolutely boggles the mind. Ha- I, I always am a fan of two cracks in the end zone, even from like the 32 or whatever versus of course just it's one the same crack, reason but... that on the previous possession by the way we saw somebody um it was it was third and what was it it was it was third and 11 and there was a holding on an incomplete pass and the defense declined it because you'd rather be fourth and 11 than third and 21 you'd rather yes. have one chance than two chances two chances are always better even from a further yard line it's the exact same scenario let alone three chances and um, it's funny listen Dak didn't play well at all but like Jimmy G didn't play well either and it's funny that they like announcers were worshiping Jimmy G and same with the coaching by the way like Shanahan very good play calling. I'll give him that. But just idiot. I mean, he had fourth and one for midfield the first time. And, and Roma would pontificate repeatedly on the next time about how Garoppolo in his career is 25 for 25 on converting fourth and ones and third and ones. Fourth and one with three minutes to go. Where if you get the first down, you can't run it out completely because the Cowboys still have timeouts, but you can continue to control the clock. And they punt. It took the Cowboys two plays to pass there. And then the next time, of course, the fourth and inches, they actually were going to go for it, or they did go for it, and they had the penalty because uh, Trent Williams forgets to get set. But just a lot of bad decisions of coaching on all the coaches, I thought. Um, and these are all four coordinators who are interviewing for head coaching jobs. So, Do you think that Other than, other every, than Dan Quinn, not great job by the coordinators in this game. Do you think every team is going to try and convert a Debo now? Is this going to become like the new trend where everyone's going to be like, because people, it wasn't like Debo was. No, it's, you have to have, Cordell Patterson does it. Percy Harvin did it a little bit back. Like, you have to have a guy. You have to have the guy who can do it, right? Yeah, but even Patterson really started doing it this year and is like zillionth year in the league. Like, well, no, Patterson the... was running for the Patriots and the Bears in previous seasons. Yeah, but he wasn't like the lead running back for a team ever. For yeah, like but he wasn't day. that. He, he was that for six weeks in September, and then he and, and this his is his third year. He was doing nothing I mean, by De- November, December. So Debo, you know, Debo's Debo, been banged up a lot, also. Yeah, but he plays his rookie year, so he, this is his third year in the league, and he yeah. did not. They did not use him. You know, they used him less than once a game. One of the season. first things you remember that this San Francisco brain trust did is they gave $28 million to Jerick McKinnon and nobody could understand yes. why. Who ironically is going to be like, he's, he's the guy. The Chiefs. I, I no, but someone should have picked him in our TD, TD league. He's going to like yeah. you know, play four games and score <laughs> touchdowns. In but I'm saying like, so maybe like this is like what Debo is now doing. Obviously, Debo is a much better receiver down the field. 
but you know McKinnon is a you know a, a smaller uh, you know, they had type eight of rushing touchdowns this year. I, I I do wonder if every team with an explosive running back, like did the Eagles try with Devonta Smith next year? I don't know. Some of these guys are too small for it, I guess. But well, um, I mean, you you look at like I was looking at my top twenty wide receivers this year, six or top 25, 20 of the top twenty five wide receivers had rush attempts this year. That was not the case five years ago. Almost one rush attempt doesn't up. mean much to me. I I, I want to see at least five. Yeah. Okay, I, I understand that, but I'm just yeah, I'm giving it as an illustrative example. But now, yeah, I'd have to see like 10 years ago and it's possible. Well, I can I can I can tell you what it was. And I, I even I can tell you when Percy Harvin was good on the Vikings. And this is like eight, eight, nine years ago. I remember when I would look at fantasy football projections in the in the preseason, they never showed for wide receivers rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. They only showed uh-huh. receptions, receiving yards and touchdowns. And I would manually try to add for Percy Harvin and like one or two other receivers for whom rushing was like part of their uh, skill set because but uh-huh. it was such a rarity like fantasy sites literally didn't project it. Now I'm sure they do for everybody. So I'm looking. So if Jerry yeah. Rice famously ran the ball out, especially for a guy who was not considered a burner. But Michael Irvin had many, many years. I mean, he had 1600 receiving one year and he did not run the ball. out. So yeah. I, I guess there were guys back then who who were really fewer, though. I mean, this yeah. year. So, yeah, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, seven carries, six carries, Tyreek Hill, nine carries, CeeDee Lamb, nine carries, Kendrick Bourne, 12 carries, Deontay Johnson, five, Michael Pittman, five, DJ Moore, eight, Darnell Mooney, six, Amon Ross, St. Rob, St. Brown, seven. Like, these aren't huge numbers, right? But if every other game you're like, you know, these receivers are, are running the ball, it's, it's part of the offense. Yeah. And, and um, for, for pretty much everybody. And obviously, Debo running the ball 60 times is different, but. And, um, and one more uh, Cowboys and thing. Uh, I don't know what you do with Zeke, but I don't know if he needs to be on the team next year. Well, the, they have to because look at his contract. I know, but he's like, you can't even plan for him to be the starter. I don't know if he's good enough. Like, well, Pollard he should be. So Pollard should be, of course. Yeah, but that's what you, so that was true last ball. year. And that was true all this year. Yeah. And the, and the Cowboys are following this like sunk cost fallacy. Um, not much to say about Tampa Philly other than like, what, what do the Eagles do with Hurts? You could, you could run it back with Hurts and Minshew for another year. I don't think they're. I mean, they have picks, so they could draft a quarterback if they want one. Well, I think that's a huge question mark because Philly is a team. They, they basically made the playoffs one year ahead of schedule because Hertz was basically a top 12 quarterback this year. And I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. the coaching or what. Not a top 12 thrower, obviously, but, you know, with his running skills. But do you think that he is a long term answer there? We've seen much more talented versions of this, you know, like Lamar, for example, fail to maintain the consistency year over year. And, and, and you know, Jalen Hurts is nowhere near Lamar Jackson, obviously. So I, I don't know what the answer is. And do they do you want to be sort of fooled into the fact like this, this, this fool's gold that you made the playoffs when you're early and that he looked really good. Maybe you take a look at it from like the longer perspective of, OK, let's look at the team we're trying to build. And long term, is Jalen Hurts the answer? Is he going to lead us to a Super Bowl? Um, yeah, I think I think you have to stick with him for another. year. I can't imagine finding someone demonstrably better than than Hurts uh, with any of those draft picks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're saying. It's not a good enough draft for quarterbacks to. Yeah. And, and even if they drafted a quarterback, you know, they could still start Hurts at the beginning of the year because he's obviously prepared. I mean, he, he did win them games, especially against bad teams. So and oh, I'm um, just a 44 year old quarterback dominating people in the playoffs again. Not even yeah. worth mentioning. Yeah, it's absurd. Um, New England Buffalo. That was nice to see. The only frustrating but, part, by the way, with Tampa. I mean, I guess yeah. we'll, we'll, I'll get back to when we talk about Tampa Rams in, in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We could go the the Bills Patriots. Allen threw more touchdowns than he had incompletions. Yeah. The, the idea that the guy who was like incompetent in his first year is now the best player in the NFL is so bizarre. It really is. It, it makes it impossible to judge. I mean, everybody was dunking on the Bills. He looked so bad. I remember I joked when Stefan Diggs 
uh, you know, forced his way on the trade to Buffalo. I'm like, well, good luck. Now you have Josh Hendler. If you're well, good luck. Uh-huh. Really indeed. Yes. And you got to give credit, honestly, to the bills. They knew what they were doing. It was a quarterback heavy draft and nobody liked Josh Allen, right? People like Josh Rosen more than Josh Allen, for God's sake, myself included. Swing and a miss there. Um, yeah, but the frustrating part is that the Bills and the Chiefs are so clearly the best two teams in the, in the AFC. Yeah, it's very annoying that they're playing and, this And possibly week. the best two teams in the league. And we're guaranteed Tennessee or Cincy in the AFC Championship game. It's very annoying. And like either of those teams could win. It's not like the, you know, while the Bills and the Chiefs are definitely better. Like, sure. Yeah. They'd win a best of five. But yeah. But that's why it's almost, I mean, look, Tennessee, very annoying. they got to one seed. Like, you know, Kansas City had a chance and Buffalo had a chance and they lost games. They lost those games. And the yeah. only the only good thing is we could get two absolute destructions this week if it was if it was the wrong matchup with Bills, Chiefs, uh, Titans, um, Bengals, like Bills, Bengals, Titans, Chiefs. Maybe but those by that same logic, close. all we're doing is delaying the destruction until next week. When we yes, that's true. That That's a good point. That's fair. Right. Like we're, no matter what, we're going to have a matchup of one of the Bills and Chiefs against one of the Bengals and Titans. And I'd rather that be in a week where I have three other games than a week where I only have one other game. Yep. Fair, fair, fair. And then, so speaking of Cincinnati playing that game, I mean, I guess even letting the Raiders hang around shows that they're probably not great. It's a little unfair though, because like this Jamar chase and Joe Burrow, this is not the same Bengals that we like. This is not the Andy Dalton, by the way, not that Andy Dalton wasn't good. And AJ green, you know, made the pro bowl eight consecutive years, start his career. But like, this Bengals team is more exciting than, than any previous Bengals team. And I think it's getting a little bit of unfair hate because of the Bengals. No, no, no. They're, they're a very exciting team. And yeah. I think, I, I mean, you know, I do 500 think 500 yards, the three receivers. Listen, the Bengals have a much better chance. If, if we're splitting up this week, I'd like the Bengals against either of those teams more than I like the Titans against them. Certainly the Bengals against the chiefs. I wouldn't hate their chances if that is the AFC championship game. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves to hate on the Titans. We'll, we'll see what, what it means, right, that they're, they're getting Henry back. So we'll see what exactly that means. But look, the bottom line is this is the team. Like, again, they earned the one seed and they did it. They beat every one of these teams. They beat the Bills. They destroyed the Chiefs, right? Yes. Like, they beat both those teams already. I don't think they played the Bengals this year. So, you know, I, I, I understand dunking on them. We've all been doing it. But, like, they absolutely have a right to be here. They, they got the one seed. They earned it. And I, we can't say that they have no chance against those teams because, again, they already beat both of them this year. In fact, they beat Kansas City in no, – wait, was that in Tennessee? They might have been in Tennessee. I forget. But that was the game where Mahomes and everybody was healthy, and they won like 27-3 to 3 or something ridiculous. Yeah, no, that game was that game was in uh, Tennessee. Yeah, It was the week after the Bills game. By the way, your email – oh, wait, never mind. Oh, yeah. pe- oh, people are asking for the Pool of Pools email. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it offline. Oh. I, I, think, I, I, think there's, I think there was an issue with uh, spam. Um, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's been, let, so let's talk about next week's games, guess the spreads, um, pick the games, stuff like that. Okay. All right. So we, we went, we each went five and one picking the winners and losers this week. Cause I had the Cowboys and you had the Cardinals. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, all chalk and pick four more, uh, home favorites again, but well, well, let's talk about it. So, all right. The first game is since he had Tennessee, we both guessed this line exactly on the money which is three and a half is where it opened. Nailed like, it, baby. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit, ner- I'm a little bit nervous to, to pick Cincinnati because they have really underwhelmed. Honestly, you know, they didn't play in week 18 and, and they did not look that great against the Raiders. And, but I don't know what to expect from Tennessee, right? Like is, is Tennessee going to be trying to run the ball? Tennessee ran the ball fine. The second half of the season, 
It's a Tannehill did not play nearly as well. Dante Foreman, like their running backs were fine without Derrick Henry, right? Even against the Patriots that game, like they ran, they what they ran 150 yards or something. But like, so I don't know, like Derrick Henry coming back, what does that mean for their offense? The bigger concern is Tennessee's defense and can they get any pressure on the quarterback? Because if Burrow's just, you know, camping out back there, throwing to his receivers, that's what makes me nervous if I'm a Titans fan. Who's that? Daughters? Uh, my daughter. Um, so, yeah, no, I, all right, okay, wait, hold on. So, yeah, keep keep saying what you're saying. One second. <laughs> Sorry, someone walked in. Uh, that's, that's a, just, just say, admit, I, I'm not listening to you. To keep I was listening, but then someone walked in. All right, let's see. Okay, well, let me hear your perspective on the Bengals Titans game. First of all, annoyed to have to miss the first half because of Shabbat. Hmm. Uh, second straight week that the Bengals are in, are in this 430 spot. Yeah. The, you know, it was funny because Aikman was mad uh, openly on air that they did not get the Cowboys Niners game. Which yes. He, you know, knew it was be funny. The better game. Yeah. But then Fox, Fox only gets one game uh, this week also. So, I mean, this game is, I guess, the dud technically, but the, the, um, I mean, they do get, if we're ranking them in excite in excitement, forget about TV. We're not TV producers. Like, how are we ranked? This is game is clearly four. Not that it's a terrible game, but like this game to me is clearly four. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I, I think that I put Bill's Chiefs one. Yeah. Bill's, well, Bill's Chiefs is obviously one. I said they're the best two teams in the league. But I think San Francisco Green Bay, I'd put over the other NFC game. Well, I, I my concern is I think that there's blowout potential for both of the NFC games more so than the yes. NFC games. But I think there's bullet potential both directions. Probably Tampa over over the Rams, but if the Bucks linemen are injured, then they just might get demolished by that Rams defensive line. Yeah. Well, Tampa. Like if Wirfs and Jensen aren't aren't healthy or, yeah. or you know aren't playing or aren't 100, that could get ugly. Like you saw what the Rams defensive line can do. Yeah. T- Tampa's health is is the is the biggest question mark I think in, in all four of these games for me. Um, although San Francisco's defense health is also a question, right? Are we going to get Bosa? Is he, is he in concussion protocol? Right. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we're but we're I, talking on Monday night, so we don't know yet. I mean, I still think they can keep it close without without a couple key. Defense, yeah, I mean, these teams but... played very close earlier in the season, obviously in mm-hmm. San Francisco. All right, so back to Cincy, Tennessee. I, okay. I, it's it's almost a situation where I would want to take the points because I'm really like 51-49 Titans. Mm-hmm. But I think the extra week of rest is also very important here. Like, I'm I'm going with Tennessee. All right. Um, I'm taking Tennessee also. I'm definitely taking the points, trying to middle that. That's what I did with both San Francisco and Arizona um, it, this weekend. And I'm going to do that with a couple of these games here. I, I, I'm, I'm going to pick Tennessee. I think I think that the rest helps them. I, I just I don't trust Cincinnati's defense at all. No, definitely and, not. I'd and, say that's the weakest of, of these of the 16 units, units yes. maybe even. Yeah, and, and Tannehill, again, Tannehill has sucked this year. But I think that, uh, you know, they, they have healthy A.J. Brown, healthy Julio Jones to the extent it's it's strange that A.J. Green seemed to have more left in the tank than Julio Jones in the second half of the season. That is weird, right? Who if you think about that? Because, yeah. right, they both kind of were bad last year, but Julio was like injured bad and A.J. Was no, A.J. Like, Green was dead bad. Yeah. Was dead bad. Yeah, yeah he was completely done. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to pick Tennessee as well. I, th- I think it's going to be a field goal game. So or even if it's not, I, I, w- I would take I would give the points. just because I'm. I would yeah, ironically, even though we're bashing the game, it could be a very exciting game. Yeah, no, I think it will be. The next one is I was surprised. So I, I think this line's at five and a half. So you nailed this one exactly again. So two in a row on the money. Playoff for, keeps. For Kiva. I yeah. show up in the playoffs only. Uh, uh, the regular season, I missed games by 12 points. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess you forgot how you did last week. 
Um, I think this should be at least six, even seven. I, I would not bet San Francisco unless it was over seven. Yeah, I, you could argue this should be a six and a half line, I think. Uh, first of all, and, and again, we don't know is Werner playing, is Bosa playing, but like we know that everybody on the Packers is back. The Packers were the one seed despite having a lot of injuries. And again, I don't think they were as good as last year. And I don't think you know, for a lot of reasons, but like now they are the best version of what they've been all year. And it's just Rogers and, and Dante Adams. And like, I trust them much more than I trust than I trust Jimmy Garoppolo, you know? So yeah, me, I mean, in addition to having immortal quarterbacks, both Bay teams, I mean, the, you know, Tampa's missing Chris Godwin, both Bay, te- both Bay teams are, are really healthy. Yeah. So if this line moves the, I'm, towards Green Bay later in the week, then maybe think about taking San Francisco. But for now, I, I'm taking Green Bay, giving five and a half points. I'm trying and, to think about the the so the, the Packers Niners game in San Fran, which is in September. So not super useful for our yeah. conversation. Aaron Rodgers led him to a last. Well, like a, right. Uh, that was yeah. that was Sunday night game, right? Yeah. Was it Sunday night or Monday night? It was a good game. So it must have been Sunday night. <laughs> it might have been Monday night football, actually. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, Adam was 12 for 132 in a touchdown in that game. And the Packers were able to run the ball a little bit. I, but yeah, I like Green Bay here. I don't think it's so complicated. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think that I, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just impossible to judge Dallas after that game because, like, what we were talking about, you know, where does Arizona go? Where does Dallas go? There's still a class of that division, although, again, the Eagles have a lot of picks. Well, I think similar to what I said about Arizona, it's crazy because, like, they built the team around the line and the three receivers, and, like, they had, like, below-average receivers this year, basically. You know, Gallup got hurt, but they, they really got nothing from... Um, uh, I mean, Amari Cooper, Cooper was hurt a lot also. Yeah. And it, but CeeDee Lamb was good. The, the mm-hmm. receivers are still good. Uh, Cedric Wilson, down, uh, second half of the year, was uh, playing pretty well. Also, uh, they, yeah, but their they, line is their line went from being special of to be weapons. good. Their 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 rush, their rushing offense was useless all season. Yeah, the 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 sunk cost into Zeke is obviously a problem, right? Yeah. He should not be. I mean, listen, ball. Parsons is is a huge find. I mean, they, you know, they they're yeah. continuing with stars and scrubs. They you know, uh, even Diggs is is a human stars and scrubs player. Sometimes he's a star, yes. sometimes he's a scrub. So. Yes. But he got um, the flashy numbers of the interception, so he gets the first yeah. ball pro, which is seen. But all right, um, all right. So we're both taking Green Bay, so we're not disagreeing on the Saturday games. Let's move to Sunday. Rams at Tampa. This game, you know, we were talking about health for the 49ers. The health is really going to decide this game. You talked about like you know, worse was in and out of the game repeatedly for Tampa. It didn't really matter against the Eagles, I guess. But yeah, it no, this is a, yeah, it does. I, I wouldn't bet this game until Sunday. Unless you somehow like the Rams, even with a healthy yeah, box. But, then okay, but, but, but then on the other side, Stafford in December kept turning the ball over in inopportune times, giving games away and say what you will about Brady. He's not going to do that. Yeah. So he Brady does, he, threw, he doesn't have all his weapons, but, you know, Evans is enough. Grok is enough. Yeah, this this was this was an all offense game uh, when they played also that same week, week three. I think it's a rematch of, uh, of both the Rams won pretty three. easily. Rams went easily. Stafford was ridiculous. 343 and four touchdowns. Uh, Brady threw for 432. It didn't turn the ball over. So he wasn't bad himself. He was he, Unfortunately, he was the team's leading rusher also. They were completely unable to run the ball, which I can promise you now, is, it's guaranteed now, is going to be the truth. Like Keyshawn Vaughn and... Well, are Fournette and, and Jones, neither one of them is back? It doesn't matter. They're not going to be able to run the ball for a yard and they're going to abandon the run almost immediately if not the start of the game. Yeah. They, they they will not be able to run the ball at all. So now you look at Tampa and and without Godwin and without Brown, 
It's nuts. Those are two Pro Bowl receivers. Yeah. So now it's like, I mean, Gronk and they still looks, have two Pro Bowl receivers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gronk is a Hall of Famer and he still looks really good. Yeah. So like Evans and Gronk are fine, but like the secondary guys, Johnson and Gio Bernard, they use a lot in the passing game now. I, I, I just, I like, I do think it's possible that the Rams could neutralize these guys. And to me, it's like, well, if it's a close game, Stafford's going to lose it for Los Angeles or Brady's going to win it for Tampa Bay. But then will it be a close game? Like, will the Rams just be up by 12 or 14 the whole game or something? Oh, wow. So Tampa favored by three and a half on this game, which I got exactly. Um, mm-hmm. You said four and a half. I'm surprised you said four and a half. If you think that, that the Rams are going to potentially be blowing out this game. Well, I don't. I'm just saying that that if it's close, I, I'm totally comfortable with the Bucs. I just don't. There is a scenario where their weapons are completely neutralized. And like you can't neutralize Cup really. He only had five for sixty something in a touchdown tonight. But like they have, they have a. Lot. By the way, teams blowing teams out and then using their like fun plays. Why aren't you saving them for next week? Oh, like the Chiefs against the Steelers. I was wondering. Crazy. That, yeah. Andy Reid dropped like four good plays. Same thing tonight with McVay. Like save them for the Bucks next week in case things aren't working out. I. What's the over under? I wonder in the Rams Bucks game. So I think this. So I think this game comes down to to your old friend Todd Bowles, who apparently the Vikings have, have interviewed or considering interviewing or something. I mean, if you look at what Bowles did now, ten games for the Jets, like he should he should get like a Nobel Peace Prize for that. <laughs> yeah, like in hindsight, that's amazing. Yeah, that's what I've always said. Good. You just need Jim, a very good offensive coordinator because Jim defensive Jim guy. Caldwell has always gotten a very bad rap, and it's always really annoying because he's not like an emotive guy on the sidelines. People same, make same idea. It's like in hindsight. No, he, he was a success everywhere games. he went. He, yeah. Okay, so he got no credit in Indy because they had Peyton Manning. But then he goes to Baltimore. He turns Joe Flacco into a into arguably the greatest four-game run we've ever seen in, in a playoffs of it from any quarterback in NFL history. They win the Super Bowl. Yeah. He turned him into an elite quarterback. He gets no credit for that. He goes to Detroit where they have winning season after winning season after winning season. They make the playoffs twice. That hasn't happened in 70 years there. Yeah, like, no, no, no. I, so yeah, I think you should so get that's a job. The same as, yeah. Um, now, I, do I want Todd Bowles? No, we, we've just had a, a, a great defense coordinator as our head coach who we say, oh, if he just gets a good offense coordinator, he'll be fine. So no, I do not want him. But I but I think you're right, because if he can completely shut down the Rams. Then? Well, then I'm saying so. so uh, Tampa's going to score 20 points no matter what, right? Tampa's there, going to. There's no yeah. scenario in which they're not scoring three touchdowns. Oh, yeah, 20, I don't think is a problem. Okay, but so, but if, if the Tampa defense can shut down, that's what I'm, Stafford with, with you know, his, his one career playoff victory and, and OBJ, who's, you know, he, he's, he's obviously looked better than he's looked in Cleveland, but I'm not, I'm not sure, like, you know, we were talking in the patron chat tonight, like, how much of it is he just benefiting from the fact that he's opposite field from Cup? Yeah, and he's you know Jefferson might be getting a better defensive back than him on some teams. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm taking Tampa in this game. Uh, this is hard for me. I'll take Tampa too, but not with any degree of confidence. All right, let's get to the game of the week: Buffalo at Kansas City. Uh, mm-hmm. This is just going to be a beautiful way to end our week. Again, I think these are the two best teams in the league, or top three with the Packers. Yeah, very excited for this game. Yeah, I've got a spoiler for this game. What's your spoiler? Bills are going to win by twenty. But 20. Okay. So you're yes. sticking with your preseason. Now, last that they met last year, they have championship game. What was it? 39 to 14 or something ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, re- this, now we have Josh Allen as a superhuman. Do I need to remind you that Josh Allen scored six points in a loss to Jacksonville a few weeks ago? Listen, Jaguars defense is not walking into that building. <laughs> 
I think the Bills have, did they say the Bills have the number one defense by, I don't know what antiquated stat they were using on TV, but. Um, I mean, DVOA, they're number one, so. Oh, they are by, D- okay. But yeah. It wasn't, oh, but it, sure. I don't think, C- I don't think CBS was up with DVOA. No, no, they're, yeah. CBS is probably using like total yards. That's yeah, something it. like that's, that. That's all they use. Yeah. Um, Not even points. Wouldn't points make more sense? I'm. When Josh Allen is looking good, nobody's looking better. And I understand the appeal after what he just did to the Patriots. But he also he he doesn't have the consistency, and you know we talked this year we talked about Mahomes did not have the consistency of the first three years of his career. Mahomes like uh-huh. had struggles this year, whereas you know when they lost in the Super Bowl last year, it's not Mahomes made some of the greatest throws we've ever seen. He just had you know he was under constant pressure because his offensive yep. line failed him. Mahomes usually is much more consistent, and that's why I think Kansas City is going to win this game. I'm not going to say by twenty, but it, it, it's two and a half right now. So and I get that one, which means I edge you for the week three to two. Sorry, Uncle Kiwi, playoff Kiwi. But um, if it if it goes up to three or three and a half, then I might do the same thing I'm doing with these other games and 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 take the points. But at two and a half, I'm taking the Chiefs. The Bills allowed, I think, more than twenty one points. I think three times this year. Yeah, Tennessee in that loss. Well, uh, twenty three on opening day. Tennessee thirty four in the loss. Then uh, forty one in the in the Colts loss. They really struggled against the AFC South. No joke. Because the Jaguars also did they be Houston? Yeah. yeah, they be Houston forty to zero. That's weird. And then thirty three in the in the Brady overtime game. Okay, so they can hold them to twenty one points. You're saying? Can I give they you one twenty one? They're going to win thirty eight twenty one. Can I can I give you a counterpoint? Okay, thirty eight twenty last time. By the way, yeah. Here's my here's my counterpoint. Uh, yeah. Points scored by Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs game log 31, 31, okay. 51, 35, 31. Okay, we're not under thirty one yet. Twenty two, thirty eight. Nine in the Super Bowl and then forty-two. Yeah, so he's been held under uh, under thirty-one twice, let alone twenty-one once. Yeah, how many is he averaging against the best defense? Nine. Okay. So I mean, you think that the Bills are just going to get so much pressure on him that he's not going to be able to find? I'm not sure. I I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be under pressure every single play. Yeah, I got news. uh, Uh, Mahomes is throwing for three hundred yards and four touchdowns, and Josh Allen's very good, but he is not as good as Patrick Mahomes. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game. What What is Mahomes' touchdown the INT rate in the playoffs? Just Career? A, just a stat, yeah. 22 and 5. Oh, you knew that offhand? No, no, I'm looking at it now. Oh, okay, yeah. But he went 0 for 2 in the Super Bowl. Yeah, 22 and 5, and that includes the horrible Super Bowl game. Yeah, yeah but that includes 5 1 against Pittsburgh, which was a warm up last week. That's true. And and Houston a few years ago, which was not exactly. Yeah, week one. But weren't, weren't they, wait, were they losing that game like 24 nothing or something? Yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Tennessee game, they're also losing, but, but not as much. And the San Francisco, weren't they losing all three games by double digits in the playoffs that year? It was 21 nothing. Um, but they took the lead in the, they took in the, the, lead in the first quarter, half. Yeah. Yeah, it was 21. It was, it was 24 it was, nothing. It was 24 nothing, I think. Yeah. 24 nothing with 10 minutes to go, and they had the lead by half time. Yeah. Um, Kelsey had three touchdowns in about five minutes. Yeah. Well, that's what they do. I'm going to quote Amir again. He says, yeah, the, the Chiefs and the Rams both do the, uh, excuse me, and the Warriors both do this thing where they're like, I mean, they're like, okay, now we're just going to score 20 points in five minutes. It might have been oh, you wanted the real offense. Okay, we'll give you the real Yeah, offense. exactly. Um, so I think that's going to happen, and I'm picking Kansas City. And so, listen, we're both staying loyal to our preseason picks and to our uh, pre-playoff picks. Um, yeah, I'm nothing if not loyal. Yeah. Uh, anything else going on? I don't know. We might see each other tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see each other tomorrow. What do you think of the snow? You flew to this foreign land and we're covered in snow. I haven't really seen much snow in the last decade, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Well, because I haven't really been in the cold, like you forget, like you walk out of the airport and you get hit by it. It's the same thing when you go to Florida and you get hit by the humidity, you know, yeah, in the summer, and like yeah. midnight. And you're like, oh, I forgot this could, is a thing. Yeah. 
very weird to like be in that cold. Did you like, not bring a winter it. jacket? I didn't bring a winter jacket. I, I my, my father gave me one, but like I did not. I did not have one. I forgot that gloves existed. Like I didn't remember that gloves were a concept. Oh, you don't need gloves. I'm not a big gloves guy. My ears get cold. I'm I'm more of a and I always wear a hat, but I'll put on a winter hat or something. One of the perks of the mask, frankly, and this is it doesn't get that cold in New York, really. But in Minnesota in the winter, when you're walking to shul, it is so cold that you need to cover your face with a scarf or a bak- balaclava, whatever they call those things. Yeah, are you a scarf guy in general? In New Jersey, no. But I'm in, also the type in Minnesota. I had to be. I'm also like I own the, many scarves, but I don't wear them. Look at this guy freaking flexing on us. He uh, I, I've never I've never spent a single dollar on us. That's not true. I bought a I bought a Maccabi Tel Aviv scarf for 40 shekels once. Yeah, so I, in my other than like sports, life, other than sports scarves, on. I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. I don't know where I acquired these scarves, but I acquired scarves from somewhere. How about this? Yeah. If I'm if I'm outside for like five minutes, I could be in short sleeves. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I, I never wear a jacket ever, like because I'm going from car to like, I, I never yeah, if you're just going car to whatever. Like, I, yeah. I like, I mean, I think you wear a suit to work. You know, assuming you're, you know, people, no. I don't know, people no, going to no, work. No, wrong on all counts. I've seen you in a suit. You don't wear a suit to work. A, I don't go to work. And B, I don't wear a suit. No, I, 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 I wear a suit on very, very rare occasions. OK, fine. You, I, did, I, see I, me, you did see me in a suit one day. So I, I, I was going to meet Rob Cesarino. <laughs> oh, so you have to, yeah, that's true. You got to wear a suit. And I, uh, what's it called? Yeah, but I, I, I'm wondering, like, do you wear shorts? Do I wear short sleeves? Like, it's a weird question to call people. Like, hey, is the office going to be warm or cold? But I am curious. Like, well, I would wear, I would wear short sleeves in the no, winter. You're not wearing short, you know, uh, Kiva. I don't no, that's you, my you thing. I wear short. No, you don't wear short sleeves ever, like on a dress shirt. No, not a dress shirt. I'm saying like a polo shirt. Like, do you wear like oh. a jacket? Maybe even a sweatshirt over it. Wait, to my work or to your work? Just in general, like like to like to work. If, like, you, you know, know if you if you work in a place where you wear a polo shirt, then yeah, you can wear a polo shirt. Yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. there's the no reason are... why you should be confined because I don't have. Well, it depends. Are you working in a place with like a storefront where like the door is constantly open and there's a stiff breeze? No, uh, no. Yeah, but if you're working, working in an store. office, I think a yeah. polo shirt. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't because there's how many like the office? How many nice long sleeve shirts do you have that like aren't fancy? Like button down shirts. Yeah, not button down. Like if you're if you're like sort of casual business wear. I mean, so I'm talking about Akiva. Lots of adult men wear button down shirts. <laughs> not not that not yeah, during COVID. That I do that me. often. But I'm saying like that's during that's too fancy office, for me. Yeah, I have them, but like I'm I'm not, yeah. that's not my intention to wear them. Like the equivalent of of polo shirt attire for long sleeves. Yeah, listen, everybody's come casual during COVID. But uh, yeah, to the extent I've gone to the office, which is very few occasions. I've worn T-shirts, polo shirts, but like only because I know I'm not going to see anybody there, which then raises the question of why am I there in the first place? That's a good point. Yeah. What are we talking about? Why? Are we I don't know. We could that? we could let people go. All right. We'll try and do a podcast from the wedding like we did at your brother's wedding. Mm. Well, how many was, was that? Seven years ago? It, well, 2015? Wife, was that 2015? My wife was pregnant with my third son. So it was five years ago, five and a half years ago. 2016. It was. Yes, it was October, September, October of 2016 was my brother's wedding. You don't know his anniversary. I, I mean, I'm sorry, date. Sammy. I know the Hebrew date. That's what matters. We're Jews. It was a Hebrew date? Yeah, of course. It was, it was the day after Yom Kippur. Wow. You're like a freaking rabbi. The, the, ele- the Stachina Rebbe is going to love it. It's the 11th of Tishrei. You. you know there's an Alexander Hasidim is a, is a group. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, you should them. be their leader. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come in, but only on the top level. <laughs> Was All there right. a Tish involved Friday night with your activities? There was, but it goes till 2 a.m. So I didn't show up. You didn't I, show up I, at all. I had one of the best outs of all time. Yeah. 
jet lag. You come in on Thursday, uh, you're still jet lag. Yeah. Or maybe you did show up and you had a basket. Like, like, Nobody yeah. questions jet lag. Yeah. All right, Wheels. I will see you tomorrow. Maybe. Bye. Bye. It ain't hard to tell. I excel, then prevail. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My mic check is life or death. Breathing the sniper's breath. I exhale the yellow smoke. up booms through righteous steps. Deep like the shining. Sparkle like a diamond. Sneak a Uzi on the Allen. And my army jacket lining. Hit the earth like a comet. Invasion. Nazis like the Afrocentric Asian. Half man, half amazing. Because in my physical, I can't express through song. Delete stress like Motrin. Then extend strong. I drink my wet with my so give us shotguns in hell from the summit I lived in in hell. It ain't hard to tell. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.